Mancers. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> I was sorry. trying something new. I was trying something new. <laughs> sorry. I'm a musical theater kind of guy, and I felt oh like I was something spicy that in there. Went so, that went so diesel out of nowhere. <laughs> that is, listen, fuck getting a regular, like an official intro. This is how we are beginning the show every time. That's Yo, it. Every time. I love the it. B with his white guy voice. Mancers. <laughs> Mancers. <laughs> I feel like I've done a really good job working on my radio voice for this podcast, and I'm here to give it to the people because the people need to hear guidance, direction, and mansers. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sick. I'm sick. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mansers Episode 2. Hello and greetings to all you fuckboys and cum dumpsters. We are Mansers, <laughs> the toxic podcast for a better tomorrow. Let's now, get it. I'm officially <laughs> off the show. <laughs> Come on now. This, this is equal opportunity now. Magic. Mansplanation. Because when it comes Mansplanation. to your problems in life and love, there's a perfect mansplanation for that. I am yes. your host, B-Tide. Joined by my lovely and beautiful co-host, Is and Miss CTG. How y'all doing today? Yeah. I'm in disbelief. I just realized I can no longer share this podcast with my dad. Or um, any <laughs> any of my family members because oh of, yeah, family yeah. absolutely is out. Yeah, anybody oh, no. who knows my, me personally, my, my father would be listening. Like, man, you didn't say that the right way. You really supposed to do it like this. <laughs> I might have probably one like, of my four sisters who would be like, "Wow, that was a great podcast. I enjoyed it." While the other ones were like, "I can't listen. I can't believe you said that." Yeah, that's funny. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I'm good. I'm good. All you know what. Really, really blessed and highly favored, uh, an eventful last week for sure, for sure. So, yeah, oh, that's How great to doing? hear. What oh, event? Yeah. Sure. What okay. event was full? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I guess I could share that. Um, last week, my nephew was born. Yay! Yay! All right. Um, and my little brother graduated high school the very next day. So, just two that really is beautiful, fantastic, beautiful things happening. And my dad is from New York. Good stuff. Hey. Okay. That's a great week. I mean, there were some bumps, but if we give it an overall glossing, it was a nice week. It was a nice week. It is. Love that. What's going on in your world? What's going on? Listen, I uh, might have been drinking a little bit. Uh, to Perfect. start this podcast, and That's it's feeling selfish that you didn't send us a bottle. Easy. You know, yeah. honestly, agree. We should all get in contact with Wet Willies and figure out if they deliver. Ah, uh, they need to build what they, they need to get one in New York. They do got they one. Not in, they got have one. a Wet Willies in New York. That seems so bizarre to me. I don't think so. Wow. Uh, I was sad. in Atlantic City, uh, and on the way back, stopped by Wet Willies, and um, I don't drink and drive, so I waited. And also, I haven't eaten since this morning. So just now, I had like half a cup, and it was magnificent. I also have. It's significant to point out to the people that it's not yet even five o'clock. I just, I don't know. There's no time somewhere. But I feel like they may appreciate this information even more. Honestly, you know, I, I think anyone who doesn't have severe addiction and abuse with alcohol can drink whenever they want. Uh, These are big facts. <laughs> so, you know, who the fuck cares? I'm not waiting till five o'clock. That shit was hitting. <laughs> the only thing is the people who 
do it don't believe they have a problem with it. So you've just enabled our listeners to become functioning alcoholics. I feel like if you're not on vacation, right, and you wake up and the first thing you do is drink, like you don't even have to admit it to yourself. Like you, like you have a problem. Like the minute if what if what if it was just like wine that you fell asleep on the night before and you're like if you drinking hot if you drinking hot cup wine from the night before you got a problem. You drink a hot. That's that's confession. On the you, sometimes, you know, okay. like I pour a nice goblet of wine and sometimes I fall asleep and sure. then I'll wake up the next day. You know, I may not do it like first thing out the bed, but if yeah. there's like some left, I'm not going to put it back in the fridge. I'm just going to. No, you know no it, it would already be bad. Let's discuss the fact that you use goblets to drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I think that's choice of words. Yeah. Towards figuring out if you have an actual problem because goblets. For That's those a who don't of know, convenience, so I don't have to go back downstairs. Are they well, okay. gold and bedazzled? Are they, they made are. of strange metals from foreign lands? Or and I her do have a glass one that has glitter and my name and some decorations on it. Yes, I. I and when you're thirsty, you say, up. "Come here, boy," and so I bring it to you. I feel like if they <laughs> can serve it to you at the 11 a.m. service on Sunday, then you can drink wine pretty much whenever you. you feel like. I feel like if the church kind of set that standard and that tone early on, then, you know. Yeah. I mean, my first sip of wine came from the church. If it's a 7 a.m. service, then yeah. what's the problem? Word. I'm not a wine drinker, especially well, bread. Well, it shows white. because you're that. not sophisticated. It makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. I, I get it. <laughs> you don't understand why we need goblets of wine, so clearly. Clearly. I don't. Also, <laughs> this would be a perfect place for any of you fantastic sponsors out there. If you want us <laughs> to plug your shitty drink, this is the area we would do it in. But we would make it sound delicious so people would buy it from you. Yeah. You know, the first and, person that got hit us up is goblets, goblets, and goblets. <laughs> <laughs> Heard y'all was some goblets. <laughs> Heard y'all was out here for some big cups. <laughs> <laughs> They're throwing down. B Todd, how was your week? Hmm. Uh, eventful, eventful. Um, I am like, I'm losing track of everything that's been going on the past couple of weeks. It's just kind of been a whirlwind, but, uh, fitness wise, I am at my peak. I, uh, hey. if y'all don't follow B Todd on the Instagrams, then you're missing out. Some pure I, thank you for that fitness plug. eye candy. I am no, I am. <laughs> listen, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a fitness guru. I just woke up one day and was like, man, I haven't run in almost 10 years. The last time I did a half marathon was 10 years ago, just after I graduated grad school. And I was just like, after 2020, I don't ever want to be that lethargic and Mm. just fat again. You know what I mean? Like, and there's a part of me that's just like, if you don't use it, you lose it. So I just decided I was going to start running because it's something that doesn't require a membership or anything like that. And so, you know. Hit my six mile mark on Monday, and I was pretty proud of that. And then uh, really? today, I did like a little mini biathlon, you know, bike four miles, ran four miles back, and got to know the city a little bit better. And um, wait, what? Yeah. So you bike mm-hmm. somewhere four miles away, mm-hmm. and, and then, then I ran. parked the bike and then ran back to where I'd biked from. Did you, it was one of rental bikes? Yes, of course. Oh, okay. Shout like, out City Bike. Brought to you by Lyft. <laughs> Yeah, so like City Bike, you know, for those of you who are not familiar or like, I mean, I feel like there's different versions of it and everybody has now. Like, I mean, 
I think in Atlanta it was like bird scooters and stuff like that for a, a hot minute. But yeah, you just like you rent it for what you need it to get you from A to B. And there's just docking stations all over the city. So I was like, yeah, why not? Let me just ride it for 30 minutes, see how far I can get and then hoof it back. And, uh, and I'm still alive to tell the story. I tell you, don't you sometimes really just appreciate living in the first world, being in a first world country? Because that's so just fucking first world of us. I love it. I love it. You know, diet and clean drinking water. Shit is popular. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Listen. Wherever we want. Well, unless you're in Flint, Michigan. Sorry. Yikes. The rest of the first world United States has clean drinking water, but not Flint. And now a message from our sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) Brita filter. (laughs) Well, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty toxic today. And uh, I figure we have some topics we could get into. Um, Is what do you have for the people and how can we fuck their lives up for the better? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, you know, today is Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021 whole new year of nonsense to get into. Happy Check Pride it. Month to everyone out there celebrating representing that LGBTQ. And if there are other letters, I don't know what order they go in, but shout out to y'all. Uh, first topic, want to start off with some toxic energy that's always being and put out in the world. And that is the, is uh, oh, the conversation of Zaya Wade and her father, Dwayne Wade. And the reason why I bring this topic up is because it bothers me a little bit. Right. If for those who don't know, Zaya Wade, uh, Dwayne Wade's daughter, um, identifies as female and as such uh, is called Dwayne Wade's daughter. Uh, young young lady, I think maybe 12, 13 years old, if that, and has already decided, you know, that they feel deep inside that this is who they are and um, is being encouraged and supported by her father. So. <laughs> What I wanted to figure out, or at least bring to light and just see if we can have a conversation around, is when we say Black Lives Matter, do we are we in full inclusive, from the Black community specifically, are we fully inclusive of the trans community? And do we even know what trans means completely to be supportive of that? Mm. Would anybody like to start first, or do you want me to just keep going? Oh, la la. Okay, you came in hot. Oh yeah, but TBH um, is this doesn't feel toxic. This feels like a real teachable moment if we want it to be. The toxicity. Oh fuck it, and let's teach people. No, (laughs) the toxicity (laughs) lies for me. And every time I see a picture of Dwayne Wade posting his daughter, him and his daughter, Mm -hmm. it's always one hundred fifty thousand black men and women, younger black men and women, that are calling, telling him that he's just living his gay life through his daughter. That, huh? Exactly. Uh, oh, he. Why don't he just come out as gay already? He just he, he he's just doing this because he's gay and he's making his daughter do this. And seeing those People type of messaging, what seeing that type that type of toxic messaging, seeing that type of misguided misunderstanding of just trans life, homosexual life, and just putting out negative energy and not being in full support of our friends, family, and loved ones is so obscene to me. And I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of history that goes in to why so many Black and specifically Caribbean folks feel that way in uh, in terms of homosexuality. For anyone who doesn't know, 
going through the Caribbean, especially through the slave trade, a lot of places, uh, a lot of those stop-off places were probably treated the worst uh, from any other slaves that were going through. So Haiti, Jamaica, all those, all those little islands that we that uh, the slave traders stopped by, they definitely ran through a lot, and uh, there was a lot of rape. A lot of men, uh, like men raping slaves, but but breaking, (laughs) just raping men, and um, you know, demasculating situations that that just carry down, and there's a lot of trauma that goes with that. That that goes without saying, and for a lot of those cultures, it is so far now it's it's looked so uh, so harshly against because of it, where you can understand why some people feel that way, but at the same time. I think we're all too old and we're too educated to continue to allow uh, things like that to blind us to the opportunities and of being supportive of other people. Uh, so with that being said, what do we think about these type of situations? And especially when it comes to a young kid, because this person is maybe, Zaya is maybe, tw- maybe 12, 13. I'm not sure exactly of her, of her age. But the fact that her father is giving her so much support uh, just brings a, a smile to my face. And I think that we all need to take heed to what it is that we're doing as far as messaging for our children. First of all, if Dwayne Wade is gay, he has got the best beard I have ever seen in Gabby. Because, man, she is the... She is like all of our freaking like childhood fantasy. Well, I can't say childhood fantasies, but yo, man, that's crazy to me, but Regardless, I I hundred percent agree. I, this is the way I feel about it, man. Like, I think there should be more encouraging celebrities of their child's sexuality because this is this is no longer something that is a choice, and we it needs to be out there. You know what I mean? Like, it was considered a choice for God knows how long. We can't pray this shit away, okay? People are born who they're going to be. They're going to be in this life, and people need as much support as possible. If you don't know that after twenty twenty, to reach out reach across the aisle and connect with your fellow human being. This is the most important time. It's never been more clear than now. Also, stop giving a fuck about what people put their dick into or what they massage their vagina with unless it is someone below a legal age, okay? If you are not getting your nut off to it, then go jerk off somewhere else. We don't give a fuck if you don't agree with the lifestyle unless someone's forcing you to suck some dick against your will. It's not really any of your fucking business. That's how I see about it. So why are we sitting here chastising and like really sending people through mental fucking breakdowns because they're just trying to be who they came into this world as they are. And if we don't have enough of a scope to accept people for where they are, then we really have not advanced that much as a society period. Right. I mean, like I think it's really cool. Like the thing I think I really don't like about pride month is like how i feel like corporations attach themselves to like this one month of we're gonna celebrate this and then it's on to the next thing yes like you're gonna go on linkedin this month and you're gonna see all these logos change to a rainbow designed background and it it's marketing you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I need the sincerity to be here along with this. Stop taking up causes because it sells your product more. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's paper thin. It fucking gets me heated, right? And, like, start putting your dollar where it matters. What's your e-board look like? You know what I'm saying? How many, how many people running this company 
are of the LGBTQIA community. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing in terms of representation past the optics of acceptance? I'm no longer interested in just looking like you are a fucking ally. Get in the fucking fight. Start helping people up off the ground. And that's where I'm going to end my point presently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to, to pick up on that, that one piece about the corporations, the same can be said for Black History Month, for the Black Lives Matter movement, 100%. all of that. You know, it was like all last year, it was like, oh, Black people matter. We stand with George Floyd. We stand with this, da, 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 da. But nothing else changed. Like, they just had a really nice um, marketing campaign. And That's it's the same it. thing with Pride. I was actually watching, I watched um, FX did this series of Pride documentaries. Basically, they had one for every set of decades of so like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and then the aughts and beyond. And they were it's they were just kind of talking about the experience of um, people in the LGBTQIA community, <laughs> all the letters um, throughout the decades. And then I know when they were talking about the 2000s, it was like, it was the exact sentiment. Like the, the corporations come in and they say that they do this, they wanna sponsor a gay pride parade and all of that. But the, the pride parade actually was a social justice movement, you know, and when it initially came, they were they were protesting um, unfair treatment and something. I, I I can't remember. I was drinking one of my goblets of wine while I was watching. So I'm going to hold y'all. Shout don't out the goblets. To, don't hold me to the facts of all the facts. But, <laughs> but what I do remember specifically is like it was not a party to just go dress up in rainbows and dance to music. Like they were actually it was a march before it was a parade. You know what I mean? Like and it was a. political movement in that sense. Now, to circle back to the initial question, I also agree with uh, B. Todd in the sense that like, what people choose to do with their, in their bedrooms, or who they choose to love, because we're still talking about a child, mind you, like, why are we even discussing children's sexuality because as adults? Like, that's their business, right? Like, you have a little crush on such and such and such and such, that's your business. I feel like it doesn't need to be a conversation for the fucking internet, for social media to have any opinion on, because it's a 12-year-old. Do you know how many dumbass crushes I had at 12? Of dumbass boys? <laughs> like, nobody, <laughs> nobody cares. And nobody gives a fuck, right? So why? I'll tell you, Gabrielle that- Union was absolutely one of them for me. Well, uh, <laughs> not on this side, but okay. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was a fan. Um, definitely wanted to be uh, ISIS. Was that her name? And and um, bring it on. Yeah, you know, I'm not even. Gonna, you know, I almost went into the chair. You I'm said not ISIS, and my brain went somewhere else. I said birth. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was going there. I said, wait, do I need there to do must that today? Be some I don't. in the atmosphere. Uh-huh. No, it's clovers. See? Don't do it because not after it gets stolen. Right. Don't <laughs> um, do it. Yeah, like I don't I don't think it really needs to be a conversation for the general public. Like I think people are too focused outside of themselves. And this really is a bigger conversation to like, why aren't you looking at what's going on in your home? Because why are you over here talking shit about Dwayne Wade supporting his child and being a father? Are you being a father? Are you showing up for your kids? How are you supporting your children? Do your kids feel safe to come to you and say, this is who I think I am. This is how I'm feeling. Because the reality is these kids in that age group, when they don't feel like there's a space for them, they go hide it. They sneak on the 
internet and go talk to fucking predators who pretend mm-hmm. to be grown-ups and get themselves in trouble, or they're out here harming themselves because grown-ass folks who had trauma on trauma on trauma from generations are passing on the same stupid rhetoric that literally changes nothing. Like you talking down to these people, you claiming they're going to hell and saying all this stuff and making them bad changes nothing. It doesn't change how they feel. doesn't change who they love. It doesn't change how they see themselves. All it does is create more dissonance, chaos, and hate and anger. And it's so stupid. Um, About the Black Lives Matter movement, I do think that there are some people who just feel like all Black Lives Matter, but there are definitely those more conservative ones. And I mean, this has been the case since the civil rights movement and before where they didn't want like, okay, I do remember this from one of those documentaries. The purse, the guy, can't remember his name, sorry, um, but the guy who helped coordinate the March on Washington, I Have a Dream speech for Martin Luther King, he was a gay man, a gay activist, a proud black gay man activist. And they, who is it? Who is the FBI guy? He did a whole little smear campaign. This is a great recap. I'm sorry. (laughs) Missing all the details. But all the big facts. Just hold on to the theory, guys. She, she's the got meat, the meat of it. The meat is the FBI guy. Can't I don't want to say the wrong name. That's why I'm just gonna tell you who he is, right? <laughs> Where he was. He did a whole little like smear campaign saying, like, you want this man running this march and being you want to go to this and try to stop it on the count that he was a gay activist as well. The black leaders didn't want to allow him to be like in the front or, you know, be a name that is recognized and and, and uh, connected to the event again, because he was a gay man. And so it's just this division of which Black Lives Matter is not a new issue in 2020, 2021. So um, no is to answer your question. I don't think that everybody who screams BLM thinks all BLM, right? Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that all of them do. Absolutely. And I, and that's, that's, I'm going to be complete because y'all clowning me on my facts today. <laughs> <laughs> Were there facts? I missed the facts in there. Just, the substitutions came in late off the bench. <laughs> for, for anyone who has ever, <clears throat> for anyone who's ever had something negative to say, especially in terms of uh, just not understanding someone else's lifestyle, just remember that you don't want anybody to ever call into question your lifestyle. So why are you calling into question anyone else's? Those, every single individual, and mind you, I don't know every individual, every single individual though that, that is sitting there claiming that that's wrong and that no one should live that way and you can't tell your kids. But if somebody told you how to raise your kids, how would you feel? They be out there spitting, cursing us out. They don't even want their own mamas to tell them how to raise their kids. Are you kidding me? But they can't wait to tell somebody else how to do theirs. They can't wait somebody to tell how. Ooh, let me let let me let that because this is going to transition into into B time. <laughs> but no the last thing I said is again, they pe- people that get that angry about stuff don't want anybody to tell them how to live their life, where they can go to school, where they can work, who they can date, and it just blows my mind. But here's a here's a. Here's a, a hot take just for a second, if you will. But if we were more accepting of of gay, lesbian, well, let's just stay with gay specifically. If we were more accepted of those lifestyles and those practices, the HIV rate would actually be significantly lower because we would stop lying to our wives and posing that we're straight and then actually going and sleeping with somebody else on the low and then bringing it back to our families, right? If we were teaching this love and acceptance 
especially down south, especially just in communities. Let's call the church out, right, for oppressing uh, another movement of that. But like, if we had more acceptance, we also wouldn't have as many of these problems. My bad is I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, not I am. You, I am absolutely hot. right. It's just it's so bo- it bothers it bothers me so much. I'm a straight man all the way through. I love me women. Women love me. It's, <laughs> we just have a mutual understanding. It's we're good at that, right? But at the same time, it's it's understanding and being able to understand what love actually means for someone else. How you can love your brother, how you can love your sister, how you can love your neighbor, and loving them for being them. This world is so fucked up. They want you to be they they everybody, oh, do you, be you, until you're not the you that they want you to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Be you within the confines well, of what we find acceptable. Oh, right. So Absolutely. like anywhere in this range, you're good to be you. But if Completely you be you. Here, the mm-hmm. minute the minute that you're to you though, I ain't asked for all that. Right. I think if people were more secure in who they are, they would stop projecting their insecurities on other people's lifestyles. Hmm. Because, like, I, I, again, I just hmm. don't understand what the fuck it has to do with you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I really love the fact that Dwayne Wade goes so hard for his daughter. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Absolutely. we need so many more celebrities taking up this case, and it's embarrassing in 2021 that this is an issue that we're celebrating Dwayne Wade for doing it because there's such a lack of empathy in this day and age from it from a public perspective and from a like a, a cele- celebrity kind of uh, pop culture perspective. You know what I mean? You know, it's the craziest part. The craziest part at bare minimal. All he's doing is being respectful of his daughter. That's it. At bare minimum. At bare, at the bare minimal. All he's doing as a father is being respectful of what his daughter wants and what she says. And we have a huge problem with even doing that as rearing our children and being respectful of the things that they want to claim as their space and their lives. And we feel like we got to be a part of that. You don't. Motherfuckers, you got your own life. I feel that way through and through. You have your own life. Live your life. You have yes, you have a job to raise your kids. Yes, but your job is to raise them, not live their lives. It's raising them. It's keeping them safe and teaching them how to operate and function in the society. In society, that's it. It's not about determining how they do that or telling them, you know, the right and wrong of who they choose to be. It's just about making sure that they can function safely in the society. If you bring a child in this world, it is your duty to love that child, not for what you want them to be, but for who the fuck they are. They came out this, they've got some of your chromosomes and they got some of their chromosomes, right? It's going to be a mix up. They're also not going to be born all the time into the same circumstances that you were, the same location as you, and life is going to be different for everyone outside of you. It does not have to be your same experience. It is your job to teach them to be adults, right? To guide them on that path towards adulthood. It's not your job to determine their sexual orientation, right? When it comes to them being sexually active, it is your duty to help them navigate those choices and those pressures from friends and everywhere else. It's not your job to decide what or who they're going to be, though. And I know that, like, that's also coming from a very American perspective, because, like, I know that culturally speaking, there are other cultures that just have different priorities on things like i'm not even talking about like on your on the sexual orientation right but like career paths like you are going to do this you are like 
arranged marriages, all that stuff. But it just, it, it really gets under my skin when I see parents who are not loving and accepting of their own DNA. Like that's part mm-hmm. of you. It's, yeah, it, fuck it's you, part little boozy. of you. Yeah. <laughs> boozy, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Put your pussy on the ground and get it guys now. Put your pussy on live. That was pretty entertaining uh quarantine footage though, for what it's it worth. Not, not but it was incredibly those. sexist and we don't stand for it. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> not everybody's pussy is Instagram live approved. Y'all need to chill out. <laughs> I think I missed something. But that's okay. Oh, you do. all right? We'll save it for another one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is a part of pop culture that I missed. Okay. Uh, I mean, not, I do not like Lil Boosie at all, but that was some weird what shit. Was that he had song? What was his song? Was he independent? I N D E. I N D E. That's him, right? No, is that Webby? Or is that maybe that was Webby? They're kind of the same. But they're the same person. <laughs> they are kind of the same. Like, like, like they came out at the same time. All their songs were together. Boozy bad. Not really. <laughs> they have a very similar sound I'm about of voice to ask too. Siri. They're from Louisiana. Yeah. Well, Siri, yeah, they're from Louisiana. Mississippi, Louisiana. Oh, word. We're about to Siri on the pipe. If she answers me, she acting up. Siri, mm. what song does Bootsy Badass sing? She don't even have an answer. You know which, why? Because that which, shit ain't on Apple Music. She's like, badass. Who is that? She's trying to figure out who I'm talking about. He did Wipe Me Down. That was oh, yeah. Was it? He's Wipe Me well, he Down. Well, he was on a remix. Wipe Me Down, because I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> you sound just like him. <laughs> who, me? I yeah. just want to put that Siri still doesn't have an answer. She's still searching. So. Man, fuck Siri, man. Boozy That's bad on everything. Wow. That's all we needed to know. Wow. Um, okay. All, All right. right. Anyways. On to the next. Anyways. <laughs> that took a turn, didn't it? Man. Yes. Okay. B Ty, what you got for us? Um, well, I just have this burning question. Ooh. And uh I'm just tired of, of of us all being fake about it. And I just really want to know, and I want to ask the people, and I want to ask my beautiful co-host here, why do we hate interracial relationships? Because on the surface, we will all say some wonderful shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, good for you two, just finding each other and working it out. But I can tell you, especially living in Harlem, we are not appreciated. It is 2021. And I can tell you as much as we want to put this shit on every ad and every TV screen, again, optics, right? Mm-hmm. It's beautiful to think about the concept of interracial relationships and us all mingling as God's children, not really concerned with what the tone of our skin color is. But you can look me dead in my face and tell me, good for you. And then behind my back, You'll spit on me. And I'll shit, I'll even admit it. I look at some interracial couple and I'm like, oh yeah, he definitely don't know what to do with that. So I just want to know. That's not the same. Let's just, let's just put different. it out there. Off that's assets. not the same, B-Tide. That's don't look yourself out there. Let's that's put it out there. Don't Why do we hate him? on you, Ricky Bobby. That is not the same thing. <laughs> Why do we hate him? Do you want to start coming I mean, historical context is i think really the biggest piece of it right it's like 
Y'all was killing us. Okay. Mm. Y'all, y'all were literally mm. killing us, raping us. Like from the perspective of white man, black woman, that was all rape. That like there were very few consensual uh situations for that sort of combination uh for a long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think there's some like innate trauma danger response, like, um well, please don't fetishize me as a black woman, sort of thing. Um mm-hmm. Which is a reality, like as a as of what black woman who's dating, you know, it's like there are some white guys, it's not even just white, like non-black men. Just there like, we oh, go. I like the chocolate, you know what I'm saying? I'm down. Like that's how they come at us. Like mm, I just love how how the melanin in your skin. Well, they probably don't use the word melanin, but you know, just like that sort of energy where it's less what do they about- say? <laughs> what? What do they say? Like, I like how brown you are. You know, like, I I think mm. our hands would look real nice together. You're brown and my cream. Like, you know what I'm saying? The cream, the co- I'll be the cream of your coffee. Like, that type of bullshit. Like, yeah. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> take a breath. Um, but, yeah, like, there's instances where you can very distinctly get the energy that this is a fetish. It's less about you are interested in me because I'm a beautiful human being. It's, oh, you a black woman. Black women are sassy. Y'all, you know, feisty. Y'all got big asses. So I like that, like that energy. Don't even get me started on how it shows up in the black community. That's another conversation. Then on the flip side. Oh no, that's this conversation right here on Mantors. That is not this particular topic because that's more colorism. Um, on the flip side, black men with white women, it's a matter of, do you know they were killing you? They used, they would kill you. They would lynch you. They would burn your house down if they thought you were looking at a white woman. And now you, and, and it's, and, and, and now it's, it's, again, it's like that danger response. Cause it's like, what are you thinking? Like, don't you know they want to kill you for this? Like, that's real. That's I feel like that's the 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 response that we don't even know that we are thinking. Sometimes it's like you might be in danger, boy. You know, like just like seeing them like get out. <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. like, but I know that that's not that's not life. Like, that's not the the reality of all situations now. But to answer your question, I think that that is where some of that energy comes from, uh, from the Black perspective. I can't speak about how y'all white folks feel about it, TBH. Ugh. I'm complete. <laughs> Word. Do you want to go now? Uh, t- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 this is yours. This is yours, Is You're, you're so, next. I, for one, not even for one, I, myself... Uh, love them. I've never been in one, and I don't think that I will ever be in one mm-hmm. myself. But I'm happy for whomever is in whatever situation. And the reason why I always say that is that unless you know those two people personally, you don't know what those people have meant to each other and for how long. And I think I always look at it, especially from a, from a sports world, because that's where you see a lot of it. Right. If you any white dude that plays basketball or football got a black wife, right? For the most part, right? Most of them. The ones that you'd be like, damn, he could dress. 
And then all of a sudden he started he started dancing like Baker Mayfield and you're like, okay, where did he go to school? <laughs> and you get it. And then uh the opposite too, it happens. But for my thing is you don't know what that person meant to them. Right? You have no idea what kind of support system that person could have been to them through what type of trying times and just been there. Who are we to say that that's not right? Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it from a, you know, it's 2020. Even, you know, I was born in the mid 80s. So like from that point forward, I didn't even recognize it. The reason why I say I, I would never be in one is that also I'm from the Bronx and I didn't start meeting adult white people, uh, like even people of my age, white, until I got to high school. There was no <laughs> white, there's no white people in my neighborhood. There's no white people where I went to school until I got to high school. And then there was no white girls. It was like one white dude, and I'm not even sure he's white. Motherfucker name was Wilfredo. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, he might have been Spanish, but he looked white. And so I was like, oh, he white. That nigga Ben Affleck. <laughs> but for me, the scariest thing is I never want to put somebody in a position, and it happens so often that I think about it, where their family might disown them just because of me. Mm. Right now, that person, the, this young lady, might be completely uh, just out of this world, resolved with not having any inkling of racism within her or hatred within her. That might be absolutely true, but there's going to be somebody in the family that doesn't. And I would mm-hmm. even hope that there's nobody in the family. But let's just say, let's say I came home and there was an introduction. Oh, let's go talk in the kitchen real quick. I'm already again. I'm already gonna be like, yeah, I'm about to be out. Also, you're not gonna disrespect me. You couldn't put me in a room with your pops and tell me your pops is just older. I'm gonna fuck your old pops up. He run his mouth. He's gonna get. He's gonna get dropped. And so I myself just wouldn't put myself in that situation. Uh, and and it's weird because no one should ever have to be that way. But like, wh- what if uh, somebody I could have dated was white and would have been like the life changing thing for me? I would never have found out, and I wasn't ever gonna be willing to find out because I know that it just wouldn't have been worth it for what I would have had to go through with somebody in their family. With having them, like, you know what, how crazy that is to have, like, your family, like, disown you just because of somebody that you love? Like, that's got to be bananas. Like, I do know what that's like, as a matter of Boom. fact. We, yeah. we got you, and you finna speak your truth in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> but that, to me, is why... He said, shut I, up, I, white I, boy, stay no, in your no, place. No, I, I, that's, that's, so, that's so crazy to me, right? <laughs> That's so crazy to me that, that that that's that that's the thing that we have to go through and just and just wanting to love somebody. Mm-hmm. But I also would just I couldn't be put in that. My father, he's born in the fifties. His perspective on it was like, nah, you can't. You like you should have never. But also, he, he was misogynistic. He was he was not the best man. He would if you can't get money out this woman, why are you with the kind of guy? Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. He's from Harlem. He's from Harlem. That's, that's, now that's yeah, a segment yeah. for another episode. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> uh, but you know, that's just my thing. Love who you're gonna love. I respect it, no matter what. Uh, but I, I couldn't do it. Okay, can I say something before? Because I realized I didn't give my preface before I started answering your question. Oh, also, you got the no, post no, face because because I'm just like I also personally I don't care. Like I have friends. My my friends are of different races, and they all date black. Uh-oh. 
Uh oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not racist. I have black friends. No, what I'm saying is that (laughs) I don't have an issue with it personally. I was answering your question from the general perspective. No, I got that. This being like, oh, okay, so Miss CTG over here don't fuck with interracials. No, no, it's okay. We're the toxic podcast for a better tomorrow. We've covered that. Yeah, well, I just want people to know. Okay. So I personally don't have no issue with it. Do because it's the same. It to me, it ties right back to what we're talking about with is, right? Like, how am I gonna say, yeah, gay people can love whoever they want to love, but not black people, not white people, like like the fuck? I'm glad like, somebody touched on it. Thank you. Love. Thank you. So it doesn't impact me one way or the other. But from the, you know, I was just speaking in the the social societal uh No, we got you. We got yeah. you. Yeah, you yeah, know who yeah. you are. They don't know who you are, but now they do. Right. I so it's very interesting because we I posed this question as interracial relationships. Yeah, we only focused on white and black interracial relationships, right? There's a myriad other interracial relationships kind of uh factors that go into that, right? Mm-hmm. And everything that you guys are saying is true, right? Uh, obviously, we cannot deny the the racial history between white and black America. Um, But when you see relationships of other races or other combinations, right? There's other things, other assumptions that go along with it. Right. So for instance is if you see a white dude and an Asian girl, what's your first thought? You're on mute. Oh, he's on mute. My bad, I fucked up. Uh, I said hilarious. <laughs> hilarious? Gonna, yeah, hilarious. I I find hilarity in everything. Like, I see, like, firstly, I wouldn't even think about it. You're making me think about it now, which is why my choice words is hilarious. If I saw a white dude with an Asian girl, would never, ever cross my mind to think anything because I don't care. I don't have an Asian fixation. I don't have a white fixation. So I don't go, oh, look at that, and then want to think about it after they're gone. Does not matter to me. Hilarious because that kid's probably going to be tall and he's going to have weird type hair and his eyes, no matter what, are going to be almond shaped because that shit is potent. <laughs> wow. The genes are strong. The gene, the that Asian gene for the, for the almond eyes is potent strong. in the motherfucker. No matter what you do, no matter what you mix Asian with, the eyes are going to be the same. I really like that Miss CTG brought it back to our first topic, right? About love and acceptance and how can we be in this day and age and letting people date who they are going to be with on a sexual spectrum, but not on a cultural one, right? Because they do go hand in hand to me, which I guess is why in, in my life and in my, I guess, allyship that I've tried to broaden it up as much as possible, right? I try and apply all the principles across the lane. I think, and I can speak from experience Yes. And I, I'm, I'm so grateful that I did have a friend check me in college on fetishism, right? I had a very good friend who was just like, I was trying to date her friend and she just stopped me dead in my tracks and was just like, what do you want with her? What is your, what are your intentions? But not on a, a dating perspective. It was, it was very clear that what she was going for was how do we know that this is not just something to get your rocks off? Right? So I think where we go wrong is that by looking at an interracial couple from a distance, we just unload the assumptions that go with it, right? Because truth be told, we don't know anything about this couple, right? 
we don't know anything about how educated or woke either one of them is to be able to withstand that situation, right? We don't know if there's something personal in those people's lives and it's an acceptance thing or maybe a self-image thing. I don't know. I think the danger is we always kind of err towards assuming the worst just from an optics perspective. And I can tell you, I've had to go into many relationships and that's the first thing that comes to mind is people are looking at me like, you know, I'm Cracker Joe and, you know, I'm going to take you back to the honky tonk and I'm going to teach you how to line dance. (laughs) Is this this how white people talk with black people on the road? I don't know. I've been so far removed. I don't even know anymore. I'm just making it up as I go. Uh, real think, quick, can I ask you a question, B-Talk? Sorry for sure, to cut you off. For sure, no. Because no, no. um, I think a lot, it, it has gotten progressively worse, especially with uh, good old 45. I think he kind of oh, like honestly. highlighted a lot of things because now, and and social media and smartphones kind of kind of put in a lot of things. Because I was seeing, even on the news, a lot of like interracial relationships where you would see the the black man or woman recording shit that that like that, that, that they're their white counterparts saying. Like there was a very specific one where this white dude was dating this black girl and he's like, you should be getting on your fucking knees and you want to hang out with these other niggers and blah blah blah. And like that was her boyfriend. This is somebody that claimed that they that they loved her mm. and still had and and again claimed that they weren't racist. Right. And had that like built in they had that in them. And that's a scary part of it. Uh, that's a terrifying part of it because those are, those, when we talk about traumas, these are traumas. Like I told somebody recently at work, like you can't, we were having a conversation around the LGBTQ and they were discussing like, oh, how if your family doesn't like them, so what? You don't have to deal with that. And I, same conversation we're having right now. And I was like, nah, I'll fuck your grandmother up. And they were like, Israel, you would? Anybody call me a nigger and it's over. <laughs> on and, site. <laughs> on site. And it's not something that I was taught. Right, no one. I wasn't raised like, oh, once you hear nigger go crazy, something, <laughs> something inside me, something inside me has that. That is yeah. a trauma that's that has been brought down for years, for generations. That when I hear that, I go off. Like you got to go, Grandma. You you got to go. Mm-hmm. You get ready to meet Jesus a lot faster than you plan because I'm gonna uppercut your soul out your body. The family aspect is really important because, like, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not. There's it's the violence for me. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you would terminate somebody's grandma is wild to me, but uh, I, I love and respect it. <laughs> you know, if I was in those shoes, guess, yeah, you know? I would have done the same thing. Yeah, I think, like, I think it's just uh, honestly, um, it's almost safer to assume that not everybody has when they're entering a relationship like that, that they've considered everything down the line, right? Now, chances are your favorite rapper is probably a product of an interracial relationship, right? J. Cole and Drake are both, I don't know if you want to call them mixed. I don't know if you want to call them biracial. I don't know. I prefer J. Cole is mixed? Huh? J. Cole, yeah, 100%. I had no idea. Exactly. I prefer to call them hybrids. Word because they are the future, but apparently they find that offensive. That is highly offensive. What is wrong with you? My goodness, it's hilarious, (laughs) but it's incredibly offensive. I didn't, I mean, I know, I just, I like the way it sounds. (laughs) 
Well, so does Lotto, <laughs> the new the new the new hot rapper who's recently changed her name from Mulatto to just Lotto, Big Lotto. to avoid that backlash. But look, I mean, I'm forgetting why it's it's offensive. Look, I mean, look, there was a very real time in America not so long ago where interracial relationships and marriages were banned from the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. Like it took it all the way to the Supreme Court, amongst many other things. I think here's what people should do. Because I appreciated someone checking me early on, go check your friend in that interracial relationship and make sure their head is right. Because... There's nothing worse than somebody going into a relationship and just thinking it's just going to be the two of them for the rest of their lives. Like you have to know families are going to be involved at some point. Friends are going to be involved at some point. But more than that, like because of having lived through the Trump era, nobody needs to bring their loved one home to a family of hatred and violence. You know what I mean? And like, I can tell you straight up. So I, I'm a direct descendant from the former Confederate general, okay, from the Civil War. Like, just under Robert E. Lee was my great-great-grand uncle, okay, General Joseph E. Johnston. There's a huge fucking exhibit of him next to General Sherman in the Atlanta airport. Next time you're there, go take a look. It's in between the terminals on the walkways. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't I'm have to. You're right. You're right. It's not important. I'm just gonna walk by and scream. Pizza, no. <laughs> he was right. No. I know my history, but you know, he knows his facts. <laughs> I know my history, but like I, I'm also, I can take ownership of my history, right? Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that any woman that I choose to love, especially of another religion, another race, ethnicity, whatever, that I'm going to make sure that they know the facts of who they're coming home to, right? When it comes to like introducing the family and stuff like that. But you're going to be in a safe space. And bottom line is interracial relationships can exist within safe spaces. If your home is toxic as shit, though, or your friends are toxic as shit, or that environment is toxic as shit, then it does cross over into a fetish. And I think all the time, more often than not, I think we just assume they're more fetishized than not. And so, so they never get the benefit of the doubt. I got two follow-ups. First Great. follow-up. <clears throat> How have you ensured that your interracial relationships have not been fetishes for you? Not saying that they are, but just based on, since you said you got called out in college, yeah. like what was your process to make sure like I'm genuinely in this shit because I, I like her as a person and I'm attracted to her as an individual, yada, yada, yada. Second question, when is the last time you dated a white girl? <laughs> okay, so question one was, <laughs> so question one was, how do I make sure that, or how did I answer that question? How do I make sure that it wasn't fetishized? Yeah, like just, I mean, whether you answered her or not, just, I mean. Sure, no, I think I think the, the fact that the question was posed towards me and made me think about it in the first place was the, the best step for me mm-hmm. personally, right? Because like until you are challenged with that question, you're just going along assuming this is just a natural relationship. This is just a natural attraction between man and woman, yada, yada. But until somebody wrestles you and challenges you on that and you have to defend yourself, I don't think there's any way that you can know. Like if, if there's, 
if you're asking me to conduct like a cosmopolitan quiz on how do I make sure I'm not <laughs> fetishizing my, my, my Chinese or Cantonese girlfriend, right? I don't, I can't say what it's going to be for you. I think you do have to do some soul searching, but guess what motherfuckers it's 2021 and you got to wake up about your, your impact racially on society period. Right. And that's coming from me, a straight white male. You know what I mean? Like in terms of shit list, we're at the top of it right now. Could not be a worse time to be a white straight male than we it is today. We will not be erased. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. As soon as you said that, the tiki torches just lit up in my head. <laughs> oh, God. I... I thought them shits was to keep mosquitoes away. Apparently, is to keep black folks away. <laughs> if your girlfriend, tell you what, if your girlfriend is the only one who is of that color or ethnicity in your whole entire scope of friends, there's a there's a chance it might be a real fetish there. Like if if that love and for diversity and other cultures does not extend past just that relationship, it's probably a good chance that it, it is a fetish. And I would also look there, right? But like. That was never really an issue for me because, like, I went to Shambly High School and, like, that pretty much shaped my perspective of just people from the very beginning. And uh, I don't know. I think it's a great question. I still don't even know how to articulate or answer it, but I think it's a great question. And I think it's something that deserves to be delved into. But as for me, like, that relationship is not all that defines me with that woman, right? Like, you can look at any other part of my life and see how I interact and where my values are and know that I have established a life outside of just my own safe space of, is it a safe space anymore? I don't even know of, of white America. It's pretty volatile actually. <laughs> it's pretty toxic and it's pretty crazy. Um, the second part of your question. <laughs> just cause I'm nosy TVH. Was what? <laughs> When is the last, is the last time, time you dated, oh, last time I dated a white girl? Um, <laughs> I feel like he's about to say. I know school. it was in the last ten years. Yeah, I just can't. School prom. That's gonna be <laughs> no. Well, I can tell you. In uh, when I was in grad school about ten years ago, there was there was a <laughs> that was more of an exploratory phase. So I I. I opened up the rosters a little bit wider, you know, to, to be more inclusive. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, let's see what all my friends have been talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, when you go away on vacation, every now and then you got to check home to make sure nobody broke in, right? So, holy shit. You know, just want to see if I wasn't was missing mo- anything. It was a moment of discovery. Yeah. So, ooh, it's pink. <laughs> Let me tell you, is they're all pink. Okay. That's the uh, one color where we all have in common. Some of them. <laughs> I never I never knew. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my I love god. This guy. I'm done. I love I love what we're doing. I'm done. <laughs> Beautiful. I hope we're doing something constructive for everybody Did out we- there. <laughs> Did we even answer your question then today, B Talk? I don't think we did, but we had a really great question. <laughs> I mean, we had a really great discussion. Did we not? Uh, now now we're on pink nips. <laughs> it wasn't a love question that could be answered. Oh, man. <laughs> Gross. As he caresses his own. 
He just gave himself a rub down, y'all. <laughs> He's like, speaking of pink nips. <laughs> I, I do have a color, but it is most certainly is not white. It seems to be a bright red because anytime I have a heat flash or exercise remotely, I just, I, I look like a Georgia you might, boy. You might, you might have a little bit of Asian in you. Well, I haven't been. Never mind. Ah, never mind. I'll just let Iz be the racist one for this episode. I'll take it up on the next one. I'll dial now to our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> goblins, goblins, and goblins. <laughs> well, Holy shit. That was certainly inspiring. Miss CTG, did you have something for the table to discuss this week? You know, I almost feel like I shouldn't even bring my shit up today, but I shall in the name of uh, balance. Um, so I'm trying to see if I can find a, a string, a thread, a common thread. Uh, relationships is the common thread here. Mm. Um, the topic is deal breakers. And mm. Well, you don't necessarily have to share yours if you'd like. And I think, you know, we all, deal breakers, we all have our thoughts about them. But I'm just curious, is there a possibility for you to have flexibility in your deal breakers? Question one. Second question, have your deal breakers changed as you've gotten older? If so, how? There's no background story for this. This was just something I felt like talking about. So I'm just wondering. I don't know that I have a deal breaker. Oh, please. Right? Or or that like the things that I like don't like are that serious. Like it's really easy to get around. Mm-hmm. Um like cigarette breath. Yeah. Like the worst thing you could possibly do to me is kiss me with, after you smoked a cigarette. That's Ugh. the most vile tasting thing. Bit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh racism. <laughs> <laughs> that's deal other. breaker. That's a deal breaker for me. <laughs> In case you guys weren't listening, to the whole time. deal breaker. Uh, I don't know that I actually have a deal breaker because I am very much under the, the idea for myself that uh, I love who I'm going to love, and, and there's not, and and I'm accepting of that. But I'm also with the whole take your time figuring that that person out type shit, right? So that there ain't no deal breaker that that springs up on you out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like I like to uh, take my time getting to know know somebody means a lot to me, right? To to let them into my world, to for them to let me into their world. Aww. So I don't, yeah. Like, and let's not get this confused. I'm a I am a reformed dickhead. I'm not talking about having sex. Like I'll have sex on the first day. I'm talking about getting to know somebody for real, and not just a body. Uh, and so for me, I don't what know. What better that way I can actually, you get to know them than the inside out? Right? Here we fucking massage their insides. <laughs> So I don't know. So I'm I'm I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to hearing if you two have any uh that might inspire something that pops in my head. But for me, oh maybe respect. Right? I, I, think, I was about to say is I'm gonna call bullshit right now. I know you and you get irritated by so many things, it's impossible for you not to have deal breakers. You know, see, I get irritated by a lot of things, but they're not deal breakers, right? So and almost everything I get irritated by can all come back to respect. Every mm-hmm. time you see me get get annoyed, even in the least, is that somebody either being disrespectful, not respecting your space, not respecting who it's always been about respect for me. Mm-hmm. Like that is my oh man, I'm 
uppercutting grandmothers over shit like that. Uh, so respect is a really big thing. And respect comes in a lot of forms. Mm-hmm. Respect in me as an individual, me be, doing what I like to do. Uh, I'm a photographer and I've shot women in various states of undress or dress. Oh. And right, if you've if anyone's seen my work and you've all seen my work, it's there and it's always out, it's public. Mm. If you were to come in and tell me that I can't do that anymore, then why are you even here? I was doing Whoa. it before you, right? <clears throat> I'm, I'm doing that before you. You obviously don't respect the, me as an individual of what I was doing. Now, I, I don't have to, I'm not out here doing OnlyFans photo shoots. <laughs> They're tasteful. So I don't understand why you would, that would bother you. So come jealousy isn't a deal breaker? It depends on what level of jealousy. High. Sometimes, je- sometimes jealous. Well, high in, in regards where you now like, yo, who the fuck was you with? That, yeah, that, okay. That's my women, dog. You're taking pictures of semi-naked women, and she's like, he's getting their best angles, and he doesn't even do that shit with the come iPhone with when we're out in public. I, I tell him, come with me. Come okay. with me. Uh, so I guess immaturity and, res- and disrespect are my deal breakers because okay. I can't, I cannot stand. Somebody that's not and can you them. overcome them? That was the second part oh, of the actually, question, right? Hold on, I'll stop all that. He's adding more deal breakers, by the way. Yeah. My deal breaker, my true deal breaker, <laughs> oh, is, is fucking lateness. I fucking oh. hate people <laughs> that are late. I hate people that are late to anything, right? To anything. If I'm coming oh, to your yeah. house, I literally text. Like when I'm down the block, hey, I'm at your front door. Why? Because I want you at the door before I get there. Because if I have to fucking wait outside your door, I'm going to be pissed off. There's nothing worse than standing outside of somebody's front door waiting for them to come. Oh, my fucking God. That is my deal breaker. Lateness. If you make, <laughs> if you make me late to stuff, if if I got to worry about being late because I'm with you, if we're going to show up late, that is my deal breaker. Uh, yeah, your grandmother's going to get it. Uh, that's it for me. Lateness is the big one. Hide your grandmas, everybody. I mean, I just like grandma's under attack today. Word. Y'all grandmas is cool though. Y'all good. But My. like random people grandmothers. <laughs> they could cause she's <laughs> I'm just I'm just blessed that my grandmother is no longer with us to hear you take this tirade out against grandmothers. Uh, I'm I'm happy that she created such a great grandson. Thank uh, you. She'll appreciate you saying that. She probably up there talking shit with my dad. <laughs> she probably is. Descending out of confederacy now. My grandma, <laughs> grandma was definitely the one in church talking shit about all y'all, by the way. Like, anybody <laughs> in that church, anybody in those pews, she was in there with the little lifesavers on Sunday just giving it. See that one over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she, had, she had lifesavers in the bag. That was definitely a black grandma, y'all. Did she, she had candy. The fruit ones or the mint ones? Mint. Mint. Okay. Spearmint. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she keep those. Okay. Right, so lateness, lateness is a deal breaker. You could tie that back to respect because if you don't Honestly, respect my yeah. time, yeah. you don't respect yeah. our time, right? We can't do yeah. anything together. All right. All right. I don't know about that front door lateness though. Like, I don't know how somebody can be late in their own house. No, no, you've never. But- so, you, so you've never like gone to somebody's house, even a friend, right? Like, yo, I'm on my way, and then you get to the door, and you're like, I'm downstairs. I mean, and yes, but I think like three, I am four, not as impacted by it as you are. Oh, it's, I am super. You never had to stand for like five on, minutes, like a literal five no, minutes? No, I don't think I've been that disrespected, no. See, like, like five minutes is not a huge amount of time. But when you're standing at somebody's front door for five minutes, it is a lifetime. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Especially That's depending good. on the temperature. 
if they knew that I was coming. Oh my god. Yeah. Unless they like live in one of the apartment buildings that are like compound. air conditioned. Oh. The, the, right, like they're the inside ones that are compounds, and so it's like the the door is here, and their apartment is on the sixth floor, down three hallways, and around two corners. Yeah, we got those here in Atlanta. They're like massive. They're kind of like the dorms at UGA. The um, the word compound terrifies me. By the way, I just think of a lair, a sexual a lair that somebody is drags it's victims back to and mm-hmm. loses this it's victims sexual in. prison. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, like the you, compound. What you got it's going on over there? For me. What, what type of shit you into over there? Please don't invite me to your compound. Ladies and gentlemen, this 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 part of the broadcast is brought to you by <laughs> Miss CTG and a sexual compound. Uh, compound is a fetish word to me. That's she's a fetish right she's there. She's a sexual compound realtor. Uh, make sure you contact her for all your sexual compound needs. <laughs> so can you work through those deal breakers, Is? I can if the person is, I can, but I don't want to. Are they deal breakers if you can work can through work them? Is my other yeah. question. No one else would be able to get me to get past this other than one person. All right. My person now is the only person that could. My person now is the only person that can get me through that. Any other person, I'd have been like, yeah, I'll just delete you. I won't even delete your number. You just won't hear from me again. So then it's almost as if. Deal breakers aren't really deal breakers. They're the things that into, yeah, get your person. They're not deal breakers because I think we all are willing to sacrifice our deal break for a particular person. No. Mm, okay. Oh, no. Well, that's that's what what deal breaker, Here we go. What no. is your deal breaker? Bring it, Todd. Unlike is, I have a whole list of deal breakers. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, bad teeth. If your teeth are jacked up, I cannot even make sexual relations with you. I just can't. I can't. Uh, I've that's done. That's, that's... Uh, no shame there. Is. How bad? How bad? I'm like just, missing is bad or like crooked? Temporarily crooked missing. missing is not bad. Okay. Missing, been missing, ain't never coming back missing is bad. Right? Okay. If we have like spaces large enough for me to put library books between your teeth, it's just not for me. That is a deal okay. breaker. I find no shame in saying I don't find this person attractive. I'm not going to try and work through it. God bless your soul. You may have a beautiful soul. I just can't get past your smile. And for me, a smile is like one of the most important things to me, right? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with people who have unfavorable teeth. We're specifically talking about in a relationship here, right? If I have to look at your mouth every day for the rest of our lives and all I can look at is just that one tooth that kind of hangs up higher than the rest but doesn't even really touch the rest of the teeth, it's going to give me issues. It's going to give me issues. I really just love to see some of these mouths that you're describing because I almost believe uh, that they don't exist. I'll no, say like do. this. They do. I guarantee you the next time you're out in public and you see a woman and she smiles, you'll be looking at her teeth to see if she fits in this you list or not. You know what it not. is? Is that they're normally attached to people that toe like this. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why and you know why you covered your face just now because you immediately pictured there it person. is right you right. immediately pictured that person hey, hey, hey. what you doing <laughs> <laughs> do over there <laughs> and when they laugh their tongue come out their mouth <laughs> once they, they have cigarette breath yeah they those are the people that's why you can't picture it because you're like I'm not Word. in that society anymore I'm not part of that no more 
But anybody that laugh and their tongue fall out, they go, ha, ha, ha. they got teeth like that. <laughs> I'll give you another deal breaker. Well, we know you have a list. Liars. I can't okay. fucking stand liars. And we're not um, talking, I'm talking about serial liars. You just have to fucking tell a lie. Yeah. Is I laugh for no reason whatsoever, and I find it hilarious. Well, I don't have to date you. you <laughs> yeah, know that's I mean? the thing. You don't have to date me. I don't have yet. to date you. I can work through yet. that deal breaker because I know when you're lying to me. I'm not going to tolerate lies from my significant other who's supposed to be vulnerable and transparent with me. Mm-hmm. Respect. I would definitely throw respect on there. I remember one time. I know I'm not, I'm not ever going to try and go into specifics of my past relationships, but there was a time when I had brought home a significant other to meet my family. And I will never forget them all coming up, trying to introduce themselves and be nice to her. And she was just looking around, bent her head around them to keep watching Wheel of Fortune and gave them one of those little waves like, I'm sorry, can you, because Wheel of Fortune is on. That level of disrespect, <laughs> I don't don't care how good the noose is. I don't care how perky those titties are. You cannot be with me anymore. You know what I mean? think you should say her name. That's disrespectful. Oh, That's no, no, no. We're not going to give her that kind of attention. <laughs> we won't give her that platform. Got it. You stop sleeping with her? Because that's crazy. I, I don't that's know if I'm wild. I'm not above that. If I'm still, if I'm still fucking come back girl, from the goodies. Did you cut her off? Oh, yeah. But it was, I mean, because it was already in the relationship, it was a, a messy detanglement. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you had to get yeah. the spray, you had to get the fine tooth comb, the brush, you had to get somebody else just holding the scalp down. This motherfucker called her lice. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Are you lousing right now? Is she was. She was. He threw the powder on her back. <laughs> <laughs> um, Woo. Okay. Other deal breakers. If you ask me a question and you don't even let me answer like you ask me a question and all of a sudden you're off on your answering right now (laughs) oh we got jokes do we have time for jokes on this podcast (laughs) i'm unaware of how funny that was (laughs) that was perfect i'm sorry i had to i had to you you literally set it up i had to do it if you ask me a question and immediately you start getting on your phone or you start looking off somewhere else Mm-hmm. I, I can't deal with that. Now, ADHD is something that's really real. We can deal with that. That's not a deal breaker. But it, I, I think it does tie back to the respectful nature. Like, I am huge on respect. And um, there are physicalities. Why not? But, like, there's no reason for any of us to be ashamed about what we are and are not attracted to. I think it's just bullshit if you can't own up to what you're attracted to and you try and make it work. And then you find yourself miserable because you tried to make it work through something that just you was never in the cards for you to even appreciate or enjoy in the first place. So mm. I'm sure I have others, but they're not relevant now. We have a whole, Are you sure? we have a whole volume just, of podcasts. I just that cannot record. wait to hear yours. Me? Tell us. So, just so excited. <laughs> Tell us. You know why? Because I think it's, it. I think with men is very simple. Like our stuff will be very simple. That'll be deal breaking. Like I can't wait to hear yours just as a woman. Just, oh. I'm going to disappoint you because I, now I do have like abuse, deal breaker, disrespect, deal breaker, like the common, like just period on my standards for human beings in my life in general, you cannot physically harm me verbally, 
uh, harm me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you ha- be respectful of my requests, my space, my boundaries, right. if I have any with you. Um, <clears throat> and that's really don't it. Be racist. I'm like, don't be racist, I guess. Because yeah, it's Nailed kind of it. Right. But it all comes back down to the race. <laughs> I mean, to respect and abuse. Right. Because I feel like at the end of the day, a lot a lot more things are work outable than we allow them to be. And, you know, it's like, I think the reason why people have certain deal breakers is because they haven't really dealt with themselves. Because when you know yourself, you know who you are, you know how to hold space for the things that you want and that feel good to you. And then either the people in your life will honor those things or they will weed themselves out. And so it's like, then I don't have to have all these, like, you can't do this. You can't do that. I'm not going to fuck with you. You do this. Cause it's like, well, if I accept you for who you are and you're in, and I feel like you are respecting and accepting me, then we can work through some of the other stuff, you know? Okay. Maybe also don't like have a baby on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't go do that. Them, like, them like, like you guys else? are dating or like yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Like if we're together, don't go have a baby on me. But that also falls under respect, right? <laughs> Can't promise anything. Wait, now, let me, now let me this, rephrase this. Okay. Don't go have a baby on me if we have an agreement of monogamy and exclusivity. Uh, yes. But monogamy is dead. If I we thought we covered have that. A, if, but if we are open relating, if we are polyamorous, no, even that. Have a conversation with me before you go. You know, I think open dating and polyamorous <laughs> are two very different things. Though, like if we're open dating, I feel like no, open relating. Okay. So what would that be like? Just having whatever being able to have casual sex. We have no, it's it's whatever we decide we want the relationship to look like. I I still think it's pretty different when it comes to having a baby because that is a very permanent situation. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a parent. (laughs) Like that is a permanent situation that that is it's you cannot be void of attention in that. And I think Mm -hmm. in a relationship you need to have the ability to manage attention so if we're even on a situation that's pretty open having a child takes you away from that opportunity to be to be there and then as as the partner in that right if i'm the primary now, partner yeah then it would be a problem sure because then you're if you're not then you, you well then you're subject to having to deal with somebody else's attention having to be with somebody else's influence having to within a child and that other person Mm-hmm. Who is the, the parent or, of that child? The deal breaker there is it's not the child you're bringing into it that I have a problem with. It's the other parent of the child that now we are permanently attached to. And Absolutely. that's someone that was not part of the relationship to begin with. And I don't have to make room for that either. Mm-hmm. Also, your dingy ass little ch- kid. I didn't ask for that kid. <laughs> if Hold on a second. Like, that's a deal breaker. It's, it ain't just the other parent. Also, listen, let me tell you something. If you, if you go out and you have another baby on me, you mm-hmm. and your fucking kid are dingy. Yeah, like if you do it while we're together, and Annie's, yo, get your little dingy kid. Like I don't, you can't come to my house with. Your, I thought he's about to threaten them with violence, like the grandmas of no, the world. No, I don't I don't believe in. I don't believe in hitting children. <laughs> the elderly can get their ass whooped though. My goodness, <laughs> this is the first podcast I don't believe in, in America. Children. Listen, I don't believe in hitting children. <laughs> Or women for the most part. But grandmas oh, can get the Sorry. We're going to have to clear that up. Because I said grandmas. 
Okay. Because I've been saying grandma's all, sorry guys, I've been saying grandma's all podcast. I can't just renege on it now. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Got all right. It. I, okay. <laughs> I don't hit, I, I don't hit women. <laughs> this is from the formerly toxic. Is. <laughs> yeah, I've never had it. I've never had it. But, Not presently but, toxic. When Miss CCG said that though, especially uh, violence and abuse from this physical standpoint and from the emotional and mental, because that shit is, it, it is, it, it can be compacting on a person's soul. Yeah. Right? But that physical shit, I do not play. And I I cannot be held accountable for the way I re- would react if somebody put their hands on me. And that I grew up in, in physical abuse uh, through foster care, through my actual parents. I can't take somebody putting their hands on me. It, I Period. like at all. Nor it, should anybody. It, it, nobody should, should ever should tolerate anybody. hands on them. Absolutely not. Like it shouldn't even be a deal breaker. It should be a standard from the very beginning. You know what I mean? Listen. Like this is like yeah. Ch- keep brother, your demons my, in check before you come over here. My baby brother used to say, "Yo, she make you want to put your hands on her. You don't need to even be in that situation." Mm-hmm. Don't. And that's vice versa. <laughs> so like, let me. Go ahead. Let me spin this question then. Because this is this is parallel to something else, right? But how much baggage is a deal breaker? Because I feel like no matter what, as much as people work on themselves or not in a relationship, right? Everybody's going to come with baggage. So how much baggage is tolerable and what's not? Like how much is too much? I feel like there is a difference between like, is it tangible baggage or is it like emotional baggage you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying because there's like you've had these experiences so you're kind of processing your emotions that's stuff that you can heal and work on but you have to choose you you have to choose to you have to want to choose to work on it but if it's tangible like you got seven baby mamas you know what i'm saying and you got court cases pending and you got like that's tangible baggage you know what i'm saying because like you Mm. are just bringing the mistakes of the past into the present and I have to deal, I literally have to deal with them if I want to deal with you. Yeah. So that's where I can't do too much of the tangible, maybe one, two children. Okay. But you know, when we get into, to, 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 <laughs> to starting lineups, <laughs> when you got the Atlanta Hawks coming out your goddamn garage, that's all, that's you it. Know, and, and I got to deal with all of that. Like then, then, then we're in a position now where it's like, uh, you know, I don't think so. It may not be worth it. It may not be worth it. Yeah. I, I feel the same way, especially in the realm of, uh, I think children is a very difficult thing because not everybody's ready and can be a, a, a step in parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, a step up parent, whatever you want to call them. Not everybody's designed for that because loving a child is an incredibly difficult thing to do. Mm. People think that it's easy. I'm a product of people not knowing how to love children correctly. Mm. And that's, I am a product of it. I lived through all the circumstances that are attached to that. And as a step parent, people don't think about that. Oh, yeah, it's just a kid. I'll be. You have to love that kid as if they were your own. That is a difficult thing to manage, especially when you may have to deal with the circumstances of another person. That is a difficult thing to manage. So that's a that's a big one right there. Like, whew, that's a hard one. Not everybody Man. can be a step up parent. 
That's very triggering for me, uh, personally, as a former stepchild. I guess I'm still a stepchild. I just don't feel like I'm a child anymore, so I'm a step adult. But I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Very serious. That was a very serious moment. You heard that, but step adult got me. <laughs> you gotta just, you gotta just. I'm so sorry. I, I can't be vulnerable so and transparent sorry. with this podcast anymore. If I just can't this bring my raw, like, natural adult self, this motherfucker says. So step laughing adult. is a deal breaker for Todd. <laughs> yeah. Don't have a sense of humor. I am the only funny one in the relationship. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm sorry. No, but like, for real, like as a stepchild twice over, right? Mm -hmm. Potentially could have been a third. I can't tell you how important it is for you to bring someone into the relationship, if that's what you're going to do, that is going to be loving and accepting of your children. And vice versa, they should be loving and accepting of yours. And this shit feels like it's rudimentary, like it should be fucking uh, basic and easy to understand, but people don't. So many people date with just selfish interests, again, like not thinking about how this relationship magnifies on a bigger scale once we get into families and children and stuff like that. Like, I've been abused by one of you know my mom's former boyfriends and i'm not not sexually you know what i mean but he put his hands on me when i was like six years old and granted she cut that off quick but like it's real like you need to know who you're bringing into the home and who you're bringing around your children because thank god for therapy and i was able to work through that but like you don't know when those kind of things can set somebody off down a different path right so i just feel like it's so it's so important as a potential step parent to really have that honest conversation with yourself and know if you can love and accept somebody else's children. Maybe they're not the most well-behaved children, but it's not your job to, to pass judgment on that, right? If that's a deal breaker for you and that person because they're a bad parent, address that and maybe you know cutting ties off is hard. But like, you have to know it's not just going to be you and that person. You've got to be responsible and adult and mature enough to look at that shit and say, you know what? I'm going to fuck that kid up so I can't be with you no more. Because you don't need to. You don't need to go fuck that kid up. If, yeah. that, if that is your instinct, same as if you have that instinct of if, if you have that, that feeling of like, I just want to choke her out, you don't need to be with her. Same thing. Mm-hmm. If you feel like as a step parent, I'm going to slap this little kid because he's annoying as fuck. You don't need to, you're not ready for that relationship yeah. and you haven't really approached. Well, it depends because ha- raising my little brother, I have also had moments where I wanted to knock his ass clean out. I have not done it, but I have. And it has not changed how I love him and how I take care of him. So I feel like we got to have the nuance of it. Like if it's just like the kid has annoyed you, like they did something annoying or upsetting, you have to have permission to have those feelings. Now, if those feelings continue to the point where you can't say, okay, this, he did something that annoyed me, but he's still a child. I still care about him. Da 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 da. Then yeah, get your ass out. But if, sure. I mean, like you, you got to give people permission to have. No, okay. You're response. right. You're right. The feelings. Yes. I just, I just caution it. Cause like it starts with a feeling, right. And then. Yeah. Who if knows, you can't control yourself to not act on that feeling. 100%. Then yeah. No, you gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So. Right. 
I now, but that didn't really we that got off track because you was asking Complete. about baggage. We were talking about baggage specifically and how you much. You know, it's a deal breaker for me. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. Now that we're talking about kids, beginning right? Now that yeah, now that we're talking about kids, right? <laughs> we're we're off. Like little, like little ratchet kids. <laughs> little, can you, especially like. Can you define? Ratchet kids for the you remember that video with that like little seven year old stole his grandmother's car and he's like I wanted to go do hood rat things like wow that like like that like little fat children <laughs> my God <laughs> so, is, sorry you're so, toxic. so basically so if she toxic. is the mother of a, a ratchet child or a hood rat child a fat yeah. hood rat child a hood rat know, ratchet that's a deal well break. I so this, this backstory right my Again, growing up, I grew up in the hood, in the in the rough of it. But my father, uh, my father was a writer and he's a poet. And he was like, listen, you guys got to be well-versed in not just the language, but understanding what it means to know that language. And there's not going to be no niggas in this house. Not that we weren't going to be able to say it, but we were not going to live that lifestyle within that home. Do whatever you want while you're outside. When you come into my home, you will not be niggas in this house. So we weren't allowed to wear do-rags at any all day. Like do-rags were only meant to like, Overnight, keep your hair kept overnight. Uh, he just had those things were expected. Make your bed even though you're getting in it, which is like just normal things. But like, we weren't allowed to be ghetto. We were hood, never ghetto. And that's how I tell people now. I'm hood. I ain't ghetto. I'm I'm hood though. And there's a big difference here too. But like, you know, like little kids, it's like, you, you even see it now. Like they got their pamper on and the pants sagging below the pamper. Like, first of all, man, man, two years old, he probably shouldn't be having no pamper on. Why his pants on it? Like, like, like those things, like why he got a bottle full of Kool Aid at ten thirty at night? Like that's like, ugh. Because I've seen it. You ain't never seen that. Me personally, <laughs> like, no, is I have not seen it, but I am living through you right now. Listen, like that to me is ratchet because it, it's not a, it's not an Kool-Aid issue. Kool Aid at ten p.m. for a two year old. Oh, yes, for a absolutely. Uh, because it's not, a, it's not an issue. Of, it's not an issue of circumstance. It's an issue of behavior. Right. Right. Nobody, nobody make you. If you have Kool-Aid, that means you got water. Get that little kid some water. If that's the case, like you ain't got to give him Kool-Aid at 1030. That's, that's a weird thing to do. Uh, so yeah, like, especially, and it gets worse. Like the heavier oh, that child is. gets. If you have Kool-Aid, you have water. Give that yeah, child so give water. Some water. But like, it, it's worse. When that child behaves like that because they're parents, but then they're also a heavier child, like that's got to be it. That's a double but who impact. Who is the deal breaker for the child or the mother? Oh, the definitely child. the child and the mother. At that point. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I love you, sweetheart. Listen, we probably would have been amazing, but your little but you heavy set ghetto, your heavy set ghetto <laughs> child has ruined it for you, and I can't be. <laughs> I can't be a part of this. That is hilarious. Oh my god. Oh, okay. So, is did you answer the baggage question though about how much baggage is too much baggage? That that heavy ass child. <laughs> that's too much. Let me tell that's you, I can't get past ass, that. That's I can, almost, I can almost get. I can almost get past anything. I cannot get past no heavy set ratchet child. Got it. I look at parents. Oh, you let your kid, and that, and and being. A, a thicker child is not a it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but when they ratchet too, oh god, ugh. <laughs> just ugh. That's how I feel. <laughs> ugh. Let it out. Let it out. Is like like like, like, like little, space. for instance, little Terrio. 
Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking of. Right? You know who he is. You remember? <laughs> ooh, ooh. You remember yeah. the little fat kid that yes. was doing this? Ooh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, like that? No, excuse me. I don't care how good you look. I don't care how amazing that box is. Your little <laughs> heavy set child. <laughs> Amazing. This conversation like, has been deep. Coming into my house, ruining my furniture. <laughs> okay. So Are you down notes about me. <laughs> yeah, this is the couch now. That's she's pulling out a police report just in case. Uh, if y'all see little kids get yeah. uppercutted in the streets, little, little fat any, right. kids, look out for Israel. <laughs> And grandmas and fat children all over the place. How mad you called me out about the notes. I'm so <laughs> I heard the scratch and the pinch. This nigga, right? <laughs> wow. uh, yes, police. I'd like to file a report. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. So, deal breakers, I feel like we have covered. I didn't even know we were going to get to cover all of this. I've, I'm so excited. And I'm complete on the topic of deal breakers. Do y'all feel like you said your piece? I, f- I feel like breakers. we barely scratched the list of my deal breakers, but there's not enough time in one podcast to cover them. So we'll most. revisit deal breakers part two. Yeah. Oh, deal breakers part two sounds like a delicious episode. <laughs> I'll come prepared. I'll have a list now. I'll oh, buy yeah. Them. Oh, yes. yeah. It'll be my superficial list. Absolutely. <laughs> And we know for a matter of fact, Iz has not even scratched the surface of his deal breakers because no, I don't have any deal breakers. And literally the last 30 minutes have all been Iz's deal breakers in the very specific form of large children of a the more more we kept talking, the more intolerant I found myself. I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I hate a lot of things. Todd said it in the beginning. He said, Israel, I know that you get mad about so many things. And I was fooling myself. I said, nah, bro, it's just respect. That little fat kid is not respect. It's just, I just can't deal with it. I can't deal with your little heavy set ratchet kid. Well, you can ugh. point him towards my IG and I'll teach him they how to run and bike. you on the couch. It's just, ugh. Okay. Do you hear this? Okay. Do you hear this? Sorry, y'all. Y'all done put me in. Y'all done had me go back. Have a glass I'm, of I'm water. not supposed to be that person no more. I'm supposed to have grown and been a nice person. Well, this is a safe learn. space for your toxicity. I Maybe don't think it podcast. is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how are we feeling about today? Hmm. What did we learn? What did we learn? What is it that we learned? Now, we can revisit the topics just to make sure that everybody's on point with what we learned. So the first thing we did talk about today was Zaya Wade and Dwayne Wade's relationship and what it means to be fully supportive of uh, trans lives and all lives when we when we say that and what it means to be an ally from all aspects. So uh, I'll if you want, I can start with what I learned from that. Good. Uh, I wrote it in my OnlyFans notes. Um. Oh no, that's not a good one. Okay, I don't want to so, be first anymore. So it's just what did we learn from the episode? I don't want to be because I wrote it so early and it's so disturbing. It's not funny. Uh, because while we were speaking, the first thing I wrote was massaging your insides is what sex is like for women. And I learned that from B Todd. Uh, because you Interesting. said it. 
He said it out loud. He have said, you ever, ever like, massage your vagina or something, something? He said, yep, mas- sure. massaging. I said, what a better way to get to know a woman than massaging her insides? And I believe that on yeah. a very personal so, level. <laughs> but, I think that was a good one to start with, just not after you had done the topic breakdown. That was, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, that's why I, it yeah. was so bad. It was not a good segue. I feel like I should retire from speaking and being a person. Um, but the thing that I, I think that uh, we all learned from at least that first topic is is that being supportive means being supportive through and through and understanding, especially when it comes to our children and what it means to love your child for them being a child. Amen. I love that we all had that in common and everything that we spoke on through that first topic, through all these topics, honestly. Except for the last one where I trailed off, we have spoken on respect and what it means to be respectful and love somebody through and through. And if you're going to say that, you know, the, the actions Follow behind up on it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, I, I, on a more serious note, I learned today per the second uh, line of topics about why do we hate inter- interracial relationships secretly or publicly but I realized that uh, I learned that it's important to have those fetishism conversations with your friends in an interracial relationship. I mean, why not? Let's let's do it. Like, how many of us really honestly have those conversations with people in interracial relationships? What's wrong with just posing that question and putting it up there? It's much better if it comes from a friend than someone's family member who already knows how they feel about the relationship. But I learned that it is important to approach people or even reflect inward about what separates a relationship from an obsession, we'll say. Oh, mm. obsession. Ooh. That was nice. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Made me tingly. Um. <laughs> and that's how you get to know a woman. Hey. It's All right. All right. <laughs> All right. That was oh not brought gosh. to you by a goblet of wine. That was brought no, to you by no, B-Tides. This, part, this yeah. part of the podcast is brought to you by B-Tides <laughs> Oils and Lubricants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oils, Lubricants, and Tire Change. Uh, just <laughs> the one-stop oh. shop. <laughs> oh, my God. What did you yeah. learn, Miss CTG? Uh, well, first of all, I learned that ratchet fat children are a big hell no. Ooh, oh, big my no, gosh. No, you know, some of us. Number one, number one. Number two, I learned that you have to let people be themselves and love who they want to love regardless. Mm. I didn't really learn that, but I feel like that was the lesson of all of the conversations, really, because even inside of the deal breakers, it was like... Mm-hmm letting people be themselves, you being yourself and honoring who you are and whether or not you actually only have one deal breaker, like is thought he did or 25, like Todd knows he does, you know, like enjoy yourself, appreciate yourself and find somebody who appreciates you and all your little deal breakers as well. Oh my God. That was wonderful. (laughs) We really know how to land this pod. We really do. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our time on the Mansers podcast. If you want to find us outside of all your podcast listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify for one, you can find us on Instagram at Mansers Pod, M-A-N-S-W-E-R-S-P-O-D. We will be on there with all sorts of little bios, trinkets, sound clips, 
maybe some more deal breakers from Israel as they continue to dawn on him in the next <laughs> several hours. Just random story posts where he'd be like, hey guys, is again. Just wanted to share another deal breaker that came up today. <laughs> Beautiful. That's content. You think I won't? That's content. They'll find you. <laughs> also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to know what questions you have about your very own relationships. So if there's anything that's puzzling you, anything that you've gone through, or anything that a friend needs to know, come ask the Mantras Pod and let us dive into it. <laughs> we know or that you your just friend. Want to hear what we got to say about it. You know, mm. Also, that. Find us at Mantras Pod. Send us your questions. Follow us. Like us. Subscribe to the podcast. And keep listening and coming back every week for more. That's all we have. Thank you very much. That was. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Mancers. I'm trying not to come on the one and three instead of the two and four. Mancers, 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 all four. Got to come. That's what a home run. Trying to come? That was a home run.